calling out the myths, misinformation, and BS in the wellness industry. This is the Big Mouth Pharmacist Podcast. Here's your host, holistic pharmacist, supplement expert, Big Mouth, Dr. Neil Smoller. Broadcasting from the most famous small town in America, it's the podcast that pulls back the curtain on the natural products industry. This is episode 97. Second dose of COVID will kick your butt. I think that's a good title, don't you think, Dana? I think so. That's very colorful. I was watching a lot of Aqua Teen Hunger Force lately, so that's uh, I'm just like doing my Schoolie D impersonation. And if you get that <laughs> reference, you're awesome, and we're friends. <laughs> and also, you're in your 40s. I am in my 40s. I spent a lot of time watching that show. And, <laughs> Me too. And and uh, I don't know. I think my attention span has suffered because of it. You know, but whatever. We're going to do the COVID <laughs> vaccine update today. Um, I've given my first round of second doses. I've also received my second dose, and I survived. My wife barely got through it. We'll talk about all of that. But first, I want to just publicly thank everyone for bearing with me here. I'm not putting out content at my normal, regular, uh, dependable fashion. Uh, I do thank you. The traffic to drneilsmoller.com has been through the roof. People are reading the blog articles. Uh, if you can't spell my last name, it's just drneil.co, D-R-N-E-A-L.co. The blog and the podcast now live there, so you can check those out. Don't forget to tell your friends all about how fun this podcast is and give us some ratings for my ego. Uh, you know, it's really cool. Jay, <laughs> You know, Jay, these guys may not know Jay. Jay's the e-commerce manager over at Dr. Neil, and he's working hard moving the blog articles over and he did something super sweet. So if you go to Woodstock Vitamins, the old site, and you're like, I want to read about CoQ10, it just shoots you over to the Dr. Neil site, which is pretty, pretty cool. Like he's nice. just so smart, you know, like that's mm -hmm. awesome. I also want to say thanks for cheerleading. There's uh, a lot of folks in my life that are rah-rahing me to make sure I get through this <laughs> because we've had quite uh, an upheaval in our professional lives and subsequently our personal life, just trying to get this dose out to everybody, uh, at least a dose in everybody's arm, right? Um, mm -hmm. My customers, a lot I have like deep relationships with, of course, right? They're really moved about how I've been going to bat for them and the community. So they've been saying some really wonderful stuff and they've been sending me love in lots of different ways. Food, you know, makes the staff feel a lot better. <laughs> Um, but, you know, Dana, we've got famous artists and musicians and photographers and such. So I've gotten these like nice little keepsakes that'll like literally decorate my house for the rest of my life. So um, that's awesome. It's really awesome. The other thing I've gotten quite a bit of, of is bourbon. So is the, what bourbon bourbon <laughs> yeah, the booze. So and, and I was thinking like. It's like been a train. It's been like mostly my friends, right? They're just like boozing me up. And I've gotten, every, I have nine bottles of bourbon right now. Oh my God. <laughs> so I've got a bourbon shelf. And I think it's because around Christmas time, on Christmas, I think I posted to my social media account that I'm already hammered off bourbon at 11 in the morning or something like that. And I think one of my patients saw that and then she bought that as a gift. You know, what kind of booze does Neil like, right? Oh, I think right. she likes bourbon. So she brought one to the first clinic. So as a celebration after the first clinic, I took a picture of the bourbon with a glass and my name tag, if you remember. Mm -hmm. And then literally everybody's been giving me bourbon now because <laughs> like that picture, I think. So she started a trend and now I've got nine different bottles and they're all really great. Um, but, you know, it, I just... It, it interferes with my driving a little bit. So I'm not. Well, you should just open up a bar at the clinic 
you know, and that can be like, instead of giving out a, a second dose sticker or whatever, you can just send people off with a shot. With a shot. Yeah, I think. Two that. shots. Oh, <laughs> Two oh, shots for the price. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they can get a I second dose, right? Just like our blog article, our, uh, our podcast here is the second dose of a shot. One is bourbon the other yeah yeah like get your second shot here and then get your third shot over there (laughs) you're on to something you're promoted to vice president of marketing bourbon (laughs) so let's start our second dose conference so first off just so everybody's aware it is 9 30 the night Mm. before this is releasing so we're going to be quick here i've already been working for 14 hours so i'm ready for bed um but we are going to have a quick conversation here today if it's any consolation i watched 14 hours of tv yeah and that's just the thing is like i keep working really hard and i've got lots of great video games but i'll never (laughs) play them i'm hoping that i don't like get dementia or something before I can like remember how to beat Zelda, you know, because I'll be <laughs> like 70 in the nursing Zelda home. Bring you out of dementia though. I would hope so. Yeah. I would hope so because. But only if you did it when you were 14. Oh, totally. I absolutely yeah. have. So, yeah. So Dana, you're a front facing staff member of my business and yes. you help out at my clinics quite a bit. And so you're eligible and I stabbed you with your first dose four weeks ago. But True. what happened? What happened yesterday? You ran out of doses. Oh, snap. What's up with that? Oh, God, it hurts dose? so bad. Oh, it hurts on the inside. Well, guess what? This week we get to bump somebody else <laughs> because <laughs> I don't think right. I'll be I don't think I'll be able to to bump you again. But so essentially, um, this is an interesting thing and why I wanted to talk about it is that second dose allocations are automatic in New York. So we get our first dose allocation. Four weeks ago, we got 100 doses. So the state last Thursday shipped us 100 doses of uh, the second doses. They're, they're not anything special. They're literally the same thing. It's just shipped automatically. Hey, they're there for you. Put them in your freezer, right? So we've had them for like five, six days, right? Mm-hmm. And so we get these 100 doses. But if if you recall, I was bragging about how I got extra doses last time right? Um, I was getting 20% more. I was very proud. And it's just so happened that the first clinic, somehow one of the vials not only had two extra doses, but three. And Mm. as a result, I think we called in an extra patient and, you know, from our standby list and, you know, I wasn't so lucky this time. (laughs) I got 12 doses out of every single vial, but I didn't get 13. And so who else am I going to bump? Not the patient, but our employee, especially a young, healthy employee such as yourself. So, you know, healthy is a generous term. (laughs) We we know that you shouldn't get it any more than two days early, but we can go out as far as six weeks with the Moderna and still Mm -hmm. be like fully immunized. So essentially what we're going to do is with our volunteers, we're just going to keep playing leapfrog until we get to that extra dose. And this kind of brings up that nightmare is that, you know, if you get this allocation of a hundred and you were able to get 121, you may not get 120, you might even not even get 110 next time. Right. So it's a real problem. And managing the second doses is a nightmare because like, where do I send you? Right. Because I've only gotten uh, so many doses. And so 
you know, we have to maintain a second dose standby list of people that come to us and say, hey, I got my first dose in New York City. And if you have any second doses, I'll take them. So we have to keep a list of people that are going to be even less likely to call us back than our first dose standby list, right? And in the event that Dana can't get a dose from me, I have to send her to somebody else that hopefully has a second dose because you can't, you can't use (laughs) first dose. Yeah. You can't use first dose extras as second doses. Oh, interesting. You can't use second dose extras as first doses unless you get clarification and approval from them first. And so it's really interesting if you think about all of this, right? So um, how crazy is all of this, right? it's well, really- I mean, realistically, if like, you know, you, you have already said that I'll get my next dose or my second dose next week. So I'm not too concerned about it. But if that were not to happen, if I had to be bumped again, then my first dose would have been wasted whether or not it went in my arm, wouldn't it? Isn't that right? Well, right, exactly. Right. And so you'll still be protected. I think uh, Moderna says that you have 80% protection after like 12 days, I think is like their mm-hmm. official stance now. But, you know, you'll still have protection. Everything will still be good. And again, my argument is, is that we should be we should be doing single doses of all of this for everybody just to get more doses in people's arms. You know, that's my personal right. opinion. But um, the you're going to be fine no matter what. And um Basically, I have a relationship with a bunch of other private practices that I know are getting second doses and don't think for a second I haven't already texted them. And I'm like, <laughs> if you, if I've got somebody that needs second doses, I'm going to have to send them your way. And if you need the syringes that make it so it's easier to get extra doses, you let me know, you know. And mm-hmm. so that way we can kind of like hedge our bets and kind of coordinate with other people in the community. It's pretty nuts. You know what? It's also really funny about the second doses um, and like the supply chain is that we're already getting the privilege showing. Like it's pretty much almost immediately after people get their first dose. So they're clawing and scratching at each other and then they're crying because they're so happy. And then they take a deep breath and like, okay, about coming back in four weeks, that's going to be mildly inconvenient for me. I don't think I want to do that. <laughs> I'm going to be in Florida um, at a bar. Change um, your plans, bro. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I know I just got one of these life-saving rare, like purple drop items in World of Warcraft, but it's really, really a problem for me to come back here at this time. And, you know, the other thing we were talking about, did we mention in the last podcast about how we had a higher, a part-time uh, customer service person. Yes. To, okay. Yeah. Good. I wanted to make sure that we did mention that at least. So, so she spends like most of her day now answering the question, when do I come back? Even though we wrote for everybody the date and the time that they're supposed to come back on their cards. Yeah. <laughs> so now, you know, now she spends hours a day doing that. So the second dose logistics thing is, is a bit of a mess, especially because this is such a widespread mass thing. So, um, the second dose side effect stuff, I guess, like just all around that. So if you remember when I had my first dose, I was saying that my arm was pretty much dead to the world. So painful to lift. I couldn't move my arm and Mm -hmm. I couldn't sleep on it. I put it in my right arm for some reason. It was really dumb. And, um, it was the worst, like two and a half days that I had. And probably three out of my eight staff members had the same exact thing. One staffer had horrible fever and just didn't feel like herself out of it. Just really not doing that great. 
But everybody else was like, ah, you guys are wussies, right? And then this time, (laughs) everybody got their butts kicked. (laughs) Oh, God. Except for me, I was fine. Like, uh, my, I put in my left arm this time and I had that pain. I'm like, oh, man, this pain is coming back. You know, it's, it's going to have that dead arm. Only lasted about 12 hours and I was back to normal. But everybody else, oh, my God, fevers, chills. They've, achy, like cold sweats. And most of them came to work. A couple of people called out for the first day, which is always great when you're, you know, your entire staff is deathly ill, <laughs> even though they're not ill. And my poor, poor wife that I had no empathy for, because I don't know if I mentioned this, but she was making fun of me for being a wuss about my arm <laughs> the first time. So she literally can't sleep. She's like, got like, movement disorder she can't stay still she's trying to sleep she can't sleep she's uh mm-hmm. nauseous she can't uh she can't get comfortable uh fevers chills everything it was like she was super sick for like 24 full hours right wow and so she comes upstairs and she's telling me the story and i'm like oh man i don't feel bad for you <laughs> i'm like <laughs> you made fun of me the first time so sorry babe and uh so about 24 hours of miserableness is what most people were reporting that were having the miserableness and then it got much better after day two and almost non-existent by day three i just want to reach out to um any of the listeners who will like jump out of their skin when they hear you say miserableness i wanted him to say misery too i just i'm with you you guys so is it misery is that the word yeah yeah that's a word that's miserableness i guess technically is a word but the real word is misery should i uh miserableness i mean it's there it's there. It's a state of ill-being due to affliction or mis- affliction or misfortune. I'm just saying. I'm not making stuff up. I don't up. believe you for a second. No. no you don't <laughs> <make that. laughs> um, so one thing I still remember 15, 16 years later now is that one of my managers at the uh, VA pharmacy that I worked at, uh, he used to say irregardless. Oh, God. They had like twice a meeting and everybody would just be like waiting for it, you know, so... <laughs> So I try to be careful about that. So please, yes, keep me on, on my toes. I appreciate it. So, um, yeah, so the second dose stuff, lots of misery involved. And uh, the patients haven't been bad. Uh, one of the things I will tell everybody is VSafe. It's this really cool app the CDC put out so you can record when you got your second dose and how you feel. And I think that's important that we get that data collection going because, you know, this is the most scrutinized vaccine as we've talked about. And I think that information that you can provide from your experience will help us all out a lot too. So get the VSafe app and, you know, just report if the microchips hurt at the injection site or all over your body. That's really what you need to kind of do. Yeah. Any feedback with your phone, anything like that, they want to know. Yeah. I don't know. If you're not on my social media feed, you might not have seen this, but one of my patients came to the clinic and he put an aluminum foil ring around his head (laughs) 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 to to, to block out the signals. And and so the picture ended up being really funny. And with the whole Bernie mittens uh, meme, Mm. uh, I had Jay, our digital guy, put Bernie in there like I was giving him his vaccine. So you should check that out. But that's now in my store with my family portraits. So with my kids pictures and stuff like that. So um, I think last time we talked, we talked about the 700 doses that I was going to get. Yes. So we got them. Mm -hmm. And that was crazy. So again, 700 doses turned into 836 doses, which was pretty sweet. 
Oh, that's yeah. So I I didn't hear the end of that story. Like I just, I, and you know, I didn't even realize that you, um, your Tuesday before our usual Wednesday clinic was pretty exciting. And so I, I thought that you had split the 700 doses between like that day and the other day, but we still got like at least 500 doses on Wednesday, right? Yeah. 528. I think we did 300 on on Tuesday. So okay. the, the, the thing was like what we identified, I believe we've talked about is the inequities. If you don't have mm-hmm. a computer, you don't have transportation, or if it's any of those socioeconomic things, racism, uh, income, you're going to have a hard time getting this vaccine, right? So we took 300 doses. We say, how can we solve this problem, right? We got a, a, a glut. Let's fix this problem. So what I did was I contacted a Baptist church in Kingston the week before. And I did a little pilot and I said, listen, let me come take care of 12 year old people. We'll bring one vial, try it out. They loved it. They got me in touch with all the churches in the area. And we went to a Jewish congregation. We went to a Christian congregation. We went to a couple Baptist, uh, uh, churches and we immunized, uh, probably about 180 people out of those places. And then we went to two senior residences in the village of Sargates where I grew up and they're all my old patients. So not only am I providing doses to people that didn't have access or um, had lots of hurdles, but I'm also making sure that the people that I haven't seen maybe in three to five years uh, are you know, I, I got to see them and I made sure that they were okay with this whole thing. And it was really great. Cause again, they all live in the same building. So if m- almost all of them are protected, I know they're going to be safe, you know? So, yeah. and the crazy part was, is that I immunized all 300 of those people myself. We did it in nine hours. It was over six locations and I had three volunteers with me and it was in a snowstorm. <laughs> oh God, I forgot about the storm. Yeah. It was just like three inches of snow. And, and like, it was crazy. And what had to happen is like we had, uh, we, because it was a nine hour clinic, I couldn't take the doses with me all at once. So we had to send somebody back to Woodstock to get the doses (laughs) and they have to drive my, my big old truck, you know, from Kingston to Woodstock and back to Sargates. It was, it was out of control. So, so yeah, that was really fulfilling, uh, you know, emotionally and professionally. So we took care of those 300 people. And then the next day we booked up 500 doses and we got 526 out of them. And, um, that clinic was like a vacation because I had two immunizers come. Yeah. Yeah. That was great. And that was the biggest one that we did. And it was, it was not hectic at all. I mean, there were, um, you know, obviously there were a lot of people cause we were doing them two at a time, but Mm -hmm. you know, you still like the, the way you have it organized is just so smart isn't it crazy everyone's impressed yeah and that's been the and so what i'll I'll talk about at the end but i'll I'll kind of mention here is that my methodology for how i'm doing all of this i'm turning it into a freebie supplement school lecture like video series that it's going to be really dirty like i'm not going to have you touch it at all it's just going to be me recording it and then throwing it up um but it'll kind of go through like the forms the sops and the flow and all of that stuff and like what i've found to be uh, bottlenecks and how to solve it and that kind of stuff. So, nice. um, because I want people to learn how to do this so that way they can stand out because that's the thing is like, you see the nightmare situations, people sitting for hours waiting for doses and they're in and out in 20 minutes in our place. And most of that time is just sitting there, you know, waiting for mm-hmm. the incubation period to be over. So, so yeah, I mean, we have the two immunizers. I just drew doses all day, nice and easy. I just got to politic. It was really great. So we we do 100, then we do 200, then we get 700. And then the next week we got zero. <laughs> yeah. And we got zero partially because they changed the ordering system. And I 
um, goofed it. You know, I just kind of screwed it up. But then the next week I got zero again. So I think I wasn't going to get any doses no matter what. And I think that the, you know, this idea, the ordering system change was really weird. Like you would pre-book. So I had like 7,000 doses pending, but what they wanted is a fresh order every week. And I'm like, come on guys, like I'm yeah. moving these doses. I've got 7,000 pending, just send me the doses. So what I think happened is that the chain pharmacies came online and they wanted to kind of spread the love. I don't want to monopolize doses at all. I'm just saying like, I'm getting rid of them and I'm addressing these inequity issues. So like, give me something. So that way I can at least, you know, if even if you give me a hundred or 200, or at least focus on the inequity issues because everybody else is getting their doses, you know? Right. And so I didn't get any doses this week and there was a really big letdown. I was like, you should have heard me on the phone. And <laughs> again, I think the department of health is doing great. We don't have a lot of doses period. And it's be, it's being moved around correctly. I think the biggest thing that I, I see here is that it looks like now more, if you look at a map of Ulster County, there's more spots to get the dose, right? So it looks like it's more available, but really what's happening is it's less available. And my theory behind that is that the chain pharmacies certainly aren't going to do half of what I was doing. Right. And they're going to just say, it's all online. You know, here's the doses, come get them. Right. And so what's happening now, people from Plattsburgh are driving to Sargates and taking a dose away from somebody who lives in Sargates, right. That doesn't have a computer. Right. And, and vice versa. We have people from Woodstock driving to Utica to get a dose of COVID vaccine. Right. And so the inequities not only aren't being addressed, but they're becoming worse. Right. And that is frustrating. It's very frustrating. And so I don't know if you know this, but New York Governor Cuomo just expanded from 75 plus to 65 plus within days, right? And then over mm -hmm. the past four weeks, we've been doing 65 plus. Now it's anybody who's an adult that has a comorbidity. So in Ulster County, it was first 13,000 people, then it was 34,000 people. And then just on the 15th, it's going to open up to 120 out of 150,000 adults in Ulster County. Oh so it's literally, there's, it's faster to just email those 30,000 and be like, you're not eligible. Everybody else is. Right. Right. And so now, and this is still at a time where we're getting 2000 doses every week. Mm. So it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. And in fact, it's, you know, if, if anything can be criticized is that moving from 75 to 65 really broke a lot of people's expectations and caused a lot of problems. And it really made, in my opinion, more sense to just make sure that our immunization rate is high. Yes. But let's make sure that we at least are addressing those 75 year old people that like they were barely touched, I feel, you know? And so Absolutely. now, now expanding out, it's just like, it's just way too fast. Way you know, way too soon. Yeah. I mean, that's so true. And I'll tell you, like most of my friends are some form of frontline workers and they're starting to get a little, you know, I guess resentful is the word. I can hear them trying to still be reasonable about this because they understand that they're like at the end of the line, you know, or at the back yeah. of the line, whatever. Mm -hmm. But because the eligibility keeps expanding, but those who were already eligible still haven't been vaccinated. It makes no sense to expand the eligibility without, you know, first, like we're not even done with 75 plus. Why? 
did it expand? I mean, I know why it expanded to 65 plus was because we thought there was that big federal cash and there wasn't. But to then expand yet again, it's just like, what is even the point of the parameters of eligibility? Just, you know, open it up to everyone and let's get and just fight for as it. many people vaccinated. You know, like it's just, it's sort of like either everyone's eligible or nobody's eligible. It's like exactly <laughs> what you just said. Right. It's easier to inform these 30,000 people that they're not eligible. I mean, what's even the point of that? Right. No, I agree. And, and again, like it's very frustrating because people's energy is all messed up. Right. Everybody's really tweaked out right now and mm-hmm. it makes it hard being a helper. Right. And, and just remember that like, I guess the best advice that I can give anybody is that you're not going to get a dose anymore (laughs) (laughs) right now. You're definitely going to get a dose before June. I'm very confident that these numbers, like you said, Biden uh, just secured the extra 200 million. Um, Johnson and Johnson's coming online. All of the other vaccines are, are guaranteed to deliver hundreds of millions of doses by June. So that means that we'll be getting this through the next few months. So we will have plenty of doses to go around. I'm just thinking that, you know, the idea that you're going to be one of these first people to get it is should just be thrown out the window. It'll give you a lot more peace. And I, you know, you should just remain vigilant. You know, Um, springtime is only a couple months away, maybe two months away. And it's going to start to get warm again in this country. So we'll be good, man. Like, just just take it easy. It'll be better for yourself. Uh, You know, your mental health. Health at least, and the the doses will come. And then I'm stressing to anybody who has gotten the doses, it's a miracle, and you should be, mm-hmm. you know, thanking science and the healthcare professionals that got it in your arm every opportunity that you can because it's pretty amazing. Totally. So, last thought, I guess, on this whole process is that. I've talked about the second doses and we've talked about how these inequities exist. Um, I would say that I'm doing something different than most of the media attention that's being brought to this, because it's not like people aren't pointing out that like you have to be fast in the computer or black people aren't getting doses again, because that's what happens in the stupid country. Right. I'm saying that we can fix the problem. Right. I have an answer. Right. And the answer is very simple. Find the agile, innovative entrepreneurs who happen to also be healthcare professionals, the independent pharmacists, right? Mm. They, they said on Hamilton, independence, we get the job done. No, that was immigrants. But anyway, like we, <laughs> we will get this job done. I, there's no doubt in my mind that I have dozens of friends in just the state alone that own pharmacies that would be more than willing to be offering these closed pods to community groups, to senior houses, to all of these places that um, don't have access to these vaccines. I have My list is right now 3,200 people deep of people that don't have computers, that have some sort of socioeconomic issue or have some sort of transportation issue. I'm partnered up, teed up for for public spaces to use. And we've got our crew of six to 20 people that we can bring on site and run these clinics all day, right? All Mm -hmm. we need, is just a couple doses. So what I'm asking for is doses for inequity. Make it a program that we can draft up plans to solve these specific issues and how we're doing that and and not just, you know, letting the hippies from Woodstock cut the line, right? Because we don't want that either. Um, what we want is the people that don't have 
the technology or the resources that my hippie people have and instead um you know address their their needs because oftentimes they're the ones that are going to work uh in higher risk environments they're the ones living in higher risk environments they're the ones that are going to suffer the most from the disease itself so give us the ball let us run with it right and so pharmacists like i just said before i'm i want to give a gift to you guys via supplement school for any pharmacist that's interested more details to come uh, so if you're a vaccine provider and you want to learn for free about how i do all of this stuff i just need you to first email me so it's neil at drneilsmoller.com and you better know how to spell neil and <laughs> then i will i will put you on a little list and as soon as i get the the site up, uh, which should be by the end of the weekend, I will send you a note and let you know that you can watch the classes. So Danny, you got anything else for me? I don't know. I think that's pretty much it. Um, hopefully no more snowstorms during the days of our clinics. Yeah. I don't really care. We're doing it no matter what. So I think what's really funny, Neil, I have to shovel my entire driveway. (laughs) I think it's good for you and your joints uh, in more ways than one. So the, the I think that uh, I'm not I'm not worried. We're doing doing this rain or shine. I don't I don't really care because like whatever uh, you know. Just having to reschedule all of these things just it's a nightmare to me. I, I'm staring at the second dose list right now, and and it's it's literally um, and this isn't even including the 300 people. It's it's 768 people that. Like, yeah, you're showing up. So I don't really care. So <laughs> that, that's how I, I, that's, that's where I'm, I'm at. I'm at, I'm at, I'm out of the, this is magical phase and I'm into, oh, I can't, I can't wait. So this is over phase. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> so join us again on a podcast that helps you redefine holistic and call out the BS in the wellness space. I'm Dr. Neil. And on behalf of Dana, I'm going to say thanks, man. And we'll catch you next week.